Hey guys, you're listening to episode 21 of the House of Rep, aka Thor. I'm your host, Ray Janjua. We're going to be reviewing the reboot requel, I would say, or the third film in the Charlie's Angels movie franchise. We just had a look at it on Sky. And it's uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks, starring Kirsten Stewart and a few other um, well-known names. Patrick Stewart's in it too, playing Bosley. And let's see what they did right and what they did wrong with this one. Hey guys, so this is episode 21, and uh, you are listening to Thor, aka The House of Rep. I'm your host, director, and uh, filmmaker Ray Janjua, and Rep Knight. My team's called The Rep Knights. We make movies, TV shows, music videos, anything that we can throw at I'm joined by Pri, the Rep Valkyrie, and the light of the Rep Knight. Say hi, Pri. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our beautiful podcast. <laughs> yes, it's a beautiful and amazing podcast that shines on all. So... We're talking about Charlie's Angels. So this is the new version of Charlie's Angels. This is a very interesting film because it's an, it's sort of like a semi-reboot, reinvigoration of the franchise. It's kind of like what they dub a requel. And it's like a sort of term that they use in the industry where you're making a sequel, but you're also soft rebooting the story with new actors and characters. So Elizabeth Banks, the actress who was made famous in Spider-Man and then craft her own career as a filmmaker with the picture, perfect series um is in this movie uh she plays a charlie's angel uh, angel who basically became a bosley and we'll talk more about how the bosley character has evolved into more of a code name and you know the townsend agency which was the original californian based agency in the tv show has evolved so um pre tell me like your initial just like you know soft thoughts on the film like when you saw the idea of wanting to watch this film, what kind of drew you to it? I didn't want to see the movie, honey. Mm. You wanted to see the movie. Mm. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. Yeah. I mean, I always, always liked the previous uh, Charlie's Angels mm-hmm. when um, uh, Drew Barrymore, um, Cameron Diaz, you know, uh, Lucy were doing it. I mean, that yeah. was the most amazing, uh, you know, a movie that I've seen. And so those were fun, right? Because of she course, directed it was them hilarious. And... It was fun. It was hilarious. Over the top. And... It was like amazing action yeah. movie. It was a mixture of everything. Comedy, yeah. action, yeah. fun. I mean, you just name it and those mm. tr- uh, and those three actors mm. they did so well and the way they portrayed i mean i totally totally love it and when this new um you know recall or whatever you call it came mm. i was a bit reluctant to watch it i mm. mean i didn't and especially those three actors uh, i mean <laughs> so let's talk about the cast dynamic. Yeah. Very poor casting, right, of the main characters to try and kind of switch it up and make them a bit different. So we've got Kirsten Stewart is coming off of the back of Twilight and a few other films. Um, I find I her mean, a very wooden actress, I have to be very honest. I know you didn't like that movie, Twilight, but... Yeah, I'm I, not a huge fan of the Twilight I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I like the movie Twilight. Like them, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we'll review them after, you know. Yeah, again, definitely. And I've always seen Kristen, like, as that Twilight lady, right, you know. Yeah. I've never you know picture her as a rebellious angel i mean mm. i was like okay let's give her a shot and when i saw in that movie it, did, it, did, it didn't suit her that at all mm. i 
I prefer her in the Twilight movie, not in this action type. It doesn't mm. suit her that much. Mm. Sorry, Kristen, but, you know, I mean... You think she's, like, she can do action, but it's more of a fantasy style, but when they tried to ground her into this reality of this kind of, like ex-criminal con-man kind of agent. You yeah. see, the, pro- the problem I have with the Charlie's Angels is that they're all received sort of like a military training and a sort of like a fighting prowess and a training from the Townsend Agency, which has more funding. But what they don't do is like the basic premise and the spoiler alert, you know, if you're going to be what, like, you know, listening to this, you can watch and listen to this podcast and, you know, like just get the story from me. Um, which I'll wrap it up, or you can watch the movie and then listen to this podcast. So if you want to watch the film and then make your own opinion, you can just pause the podcast, have a look at the movie, and then come back to the podcast. Um, or if you just don't want to watch the movie because you don't think it's going to be good or you just don't want to see it and you want to listen to the podcast, just carry on listening. And basically I'll tell you that um, the original show had a man called Charlie who was like a benefactor. He created a private detective agency called the Townsend Agency. And... The show, I think, was on ABC or NBC, and it was, um, you know, created in, I think, with Aaron Spelling, you know, the 90210 uh, dude and stuff, who's like the king of all these kind of soap opera kind of shows and stuff, and it was about three female, um, I think they were like police officers or something, who were frustrated about not being able to advance and pursue their um, their careers fully. So they're hired by this private detective agency to become angels. Now, the title of an angel is very important because it's a source of light and strength. And I think that the entire message of this film is kind of steps all over what an angel is supposed to be. So now this film is trying to portray female empowerment, but what it's doing is actually doing the exact opposite. It's basically doing a kind of cringy version of that. So it's forcing it all down our throats. There was amazing montages of all these young women and women doing athletic and brave stuff, you know, like just taking charge of their lives and doing things. And that's brilliant because everybody in life, you know, has this power, the power of humanity. And that's what rep, the Rep Knights believe in, that we all basically are one together. And the whole point of the angels is, is that even though Charlie is a male character and he's made this agency, he still has his soldiers are his angels. You know, they're in the field, they're doing all the the work. So he trusts them. You know, he trusts in that that female strength to deliver results. Yeah. And this film sort of like tries to touch on that, but it messes it up because it forces you to say that, okay, all men are useless, everyone's a villain, this and that. It's a very anti male film, you know, the message. And then Elizabeth Bank was quoted as to saying that men didn't want to go watch this film but because was, they wanted stuff. But I'm the one who they, wanted to but see it. It was so funny. It wasn't yeah. me guys. It was Ray who wanted to see the yeah, movie. Yeah, because I wanted to see what they were like, doing and with for Charlie's me, Angels. If he didn't tell me I would have never watched the movie to be honest. And the funny part is like it was him who was like, baby, let's watch this movie. I was like yeah, I okay, to give it a let, let's go for it and I was like "Uh (laughs) I mean I could see like I could see from the poster work and from the actual the styling that that there was very little effort done from um, the studio to pursue this movie and actually kind of like push it and also the song itself like the harmonics (laughs) and the 
the lyrics, like, sorry, the actual, the beats and the way it's written, you know, like, whoever did all the beats and the stuff of the song are great, but the lyrics are horrible. It's like, don't call me angel, you know, being all this this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm like, but it's, the show's called, the, the, the gig is called Charlie's Angels. So why would you flip it? Why don't you write a song that says angels are wicked, we're badass women and stuff? Like, we don't even need you to actually tell us that these women are badass. Uh, we just need to see them do badass stuff. And on top of that, everyone seems to have this fighting proficiency. So they're like instant kung fu fighters after a little but bit of training. Honey, I don't mind people calling us angels because we are warrior angels. Exactly. We fight, That's we, why you're a Valkyrie. We fight, we conquer. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to... Uh, defeat listen, evil listen, with your light. Yes, indeed. And I was trying to listen to this music and I'm trying to understand why. Mm. I mean... From a from a pers- the perspective of a woman, like, what did you feel when you saw this film? Did you feel that it was the opposite of what it's trying to do? Like, was it... Were you, were you feeling like the characters were portrayed strong or were they... Did they have goofy levels of intelligence? Because I, what I saw... Uh, from a male perspective was that okay we've got these strong female characters but sometimes they do really smart stuff and then they do really silly stuff mm. you know so their level of intelligence changes to the, the parameters of the script so the script hasn't been written very smartly you know or it hasn't been fully executed and then the start like the first acts you know, mm. of the film, like the very sophomorean parts with Jimon Hunsu, Patrick mm. Stewart and stuff and all the action that was really tight you know, it was well shot and put together. And it was sort of picking up momentum. And I thought this was going to be like an efficient team, you know. And then suddenly slowly, they start acting kind of weird. Away. And, you know, and they start acting stupid. And they do silly things. And the addition of Naomi Scott is so cringy because she's just a scientist. And suddenly she's qualifies to be an angel. So they just recruit people blindly, you know, without vetting them properly. Then mm. things like that. I don't understand, like... I mean, this this movie clearly is against men. Yeah, it clearly, clearly shows that. Even I don't, I didn't like the fact like Bosley was the bad guy. No, mm. I mean, Patrick, I thought that that was a cardinal sin making Patrick Stewart the villain yeah. because he's a very beautiful and gentle man and a fantastic actor. He's he one is, of my favorite actors. I, yeah, definitely. Um, Patrick <laughs> Ray loves you like crazy. Yeah, he's like you know. I mean, he, he, for me, he's like my TV uncle. I call him my movie <laughs> uncle. He is great. You know, I just he, grew up with this guy. <laughs> So, he is great, honey. Yeah. Like indeed, he's a, definitely a great actor, and portraying mm. him as a villain doesn't really suit. No, I th- I don't the, think Bosley should have been the villain. I think that that was a classic mistake that you do where you want to switch things up and try to be hip. Let's make the good guy the bad guy and betray them from within. That's stupid. <laughs> what I was thinking and what I would have written was that over time, angels have gotten hurt and burnt in the mm-hmm. field. So one angel got really badly hurt or something by some guy or something, like a team like defeated her. So she didn't really forgive Charlie for not pursuing them or something Mm. and they're like these enemies of the angels and she goes and makes her own renegade group so technically there's not a bad guy but there's another faction like another agency like you know 
um, that she made. And Demi Moore's character from the original film was part of that group. She helped fund it. So that's how you can tie it into the original films. And this lady is like the protege of Demi Moore's character. Mm. You know? So there's a lot of things that are missing as well. You've got pictures of Lucy Luke. You've got pictures of Drew Barrymore. You've got pictures of the original Charlie's Angels in the field. You've also mm. got the wardrobes and this stuff from original. You're trying to tie it into the original Angels from mm. the 70s, 80s show. Now, the problem with that, right, is, is that what you could have done is instead of having a phoned-in cameo with this actress, you could have had a day play contract with them. So what I would have done is I would have said, okay, let me just work the budget here. Let me get a day play contract with one of these veteran actors and let me anchor them as the mentor figure. So I want to, the problem with the film is that it's not focused on one angel's perspective. There's three angels, so there's three storylines going on, mm-hmm. and they're colliding with each other. If we had someone like Kirsten Stewart be the veteran leader, and she wants to get revenge because maybe her mentor defected to that evil angel group, mm-hmm. and then Naomi Scott's her new protege, and she has to train her, but she's tr- trying to stop giving Naomi Scott the negativities of being an angel and concentrating on the positivities of the Townsend Agency, that would have been better. And then the British one, you know, the one who's the ex-MI6, you know, they, they said some kind of bullshit how she's like an ex-MI6 agent and this and that, you know, and stuff. That would have um, that would have worked out better. That she was the antagonist. So she's by the book. Kirsten Stewart's a bit loose, and they clash with each other. They tried to kind of do that, but then again, everyone's um, you know sort of mental drive and their character you know layout. It's they're just switching. They're like very, very switching personalities. So a minute, uh, like at the start of film, that woman's by the book. Um, you know, the black girl's really fucking on it, you know, when it comes to like guns and shooting and stuff. Then suddenly she switches and she's very sensitive and she's, you know, uh, getting kind of oh, doe-eyed on the guy. When she was crying. Yeah. Like, as if oh, oh. it didn't show... I mean, if she it was no, no, no. If she was crying, she should. They should have shown some kind of a connection yeah. with her initially. Yeah. Like yeah. they're so into, they're really connected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a switch from A to Z. See, that's the problem. And like, then w- w- when w- she started crying, I was like, "What happened?" Like yeah. because before she had a kind of antagonistic kind of "I don't really care about you too much." view on Kirsten Stewart's character, then suddenly they're like sisters, like tight sisters. That doesn't really happen in real life. But you know, know this uh, this new act, uh, actress and uh, Naomi Scott. I, I I didn't like her. I don't her, like Naomi no, Scott. No, no, at no. All. I didn't like her acting in this Charlie's Angel movie. But I feel she should be uh, given another chance in some other action movie. Maybe because she, Maybe. I, she was in Power Rangers, which I will never watch. I hate that reboot. Oh, wasn't good. So she played the I new Kimberly, <laughs> which I thought like everything about the new Power Ranger film I hate because mm-hmm. I've written a wicked Power Ranger film with the team, which is like. 100 million times better than this. This would basically bridge the... It's very similar to Shattered Grid and the Boom comics. So the Boom comics that Power Rangers did is really good, but I've written something that's really amazing. And um, the Power Rangers films just don't really do it. Like, they just don't get it right. And the new one is just terrible. And Naomi Scott's in that. And she's also in, like, Aladdin and stuff. So she pretty much is in a lot of stuff. And I don't think that she has that kind of caliber to, like, you know, carry these kind of films. Uh, this, um, you know, this other actress, you know, who? what was the other actress's name, Pri? Ella, Ella Blinsky. Ella Blinsky. So, Ska, Ska, sorry, um, 
Oh, uh, Ella Belinsky. So okay. uh, Belinska. So Ella Belinska. Wait, I got mixed she's up. She's the MI MI six agent, right? Oh god, I got mixed up with the actresses. Oh, so you would prefer to see Ella oh, in another no. movie? Oh sorry guys, I mixed up with the actresses. Oh mm. my god. It wasn't now Naomi Scott. It was mm. Ella. Yeah. Oh, Naomi, I don't want to say anything. Sorry. Ella Belinsky was the one yeah. who was crying. Sorry. Okay, yeah. yeah Remember yeah. when she was, she was crying yeah. and showing all those emotions? Mm-hmm. It was Ella. Sorry, guys. It was a Naomi. Yeah. I wanted Ella to act in some other action movie. Okay. Because wanna, she yeah. has that characteristic mm. female... You know, I agree with you. I think she's one of the standout performances yeah. in the in the in the. Sorry, um, I mixed up guys. In the actual movie. <laughs> what no, do you, what no. do you think of Elizabeth Banks's acting? You know, it's the kind of blonde um, of Blonsky. I was going to say the Bosley, uh, <laughs> the Bosley uh, agent. I mean, I I do like girl. her being the strong character. I just didn't like the fact of changing Bosley to be the you know the villain. Mm. It shouldn't be that way. Maybe she could have been the villain. I actually thought she was the villain. They were doing this kind of like double blind thing, and they kind of almost fooled me. Where but they remember were gonna... when they, when that uh, the bomb blast happened, and I and yeah. I said like you know it's going to be definitely Patrick the bad guy. Yeah, you you were you knew it when he was coming in, his look and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was just um, I thought that was crap. I'll be really honest. Like it was just really crap. <laughs> Like, the film at that point, man, was making me fall asleep. Like, um... Did you like her in that movie? Uh, what was that uh, singing movie again? Uh, Pitch Perfect? Yes. I've actually never seen them. Like, I need to do a rep, um, a house of rep on them, like, soon. Uh, when I get the chance, I'll watch the franchise. I mean, having two characteristic feature about uh, Elizabeth Banks, like in Pitch mm. Perfect and again in Charlie's Angels, mm. I think she can portray both. Like in Pitch Perfect was that hilarious anchor or whatever, right, that, right, and then yeah. she's showing this strong character. Mm. I think it's all right. It just like I didn't like the fact that you know Patrick being the villain. I think she's taken a lot of short steps to become a successful filmmaker, and I think that that's kind of a bit unfair. Like I don't know what she's done, but basically suddenly she's making huge films, you know, with like massive budgets, and she's able to carry that. I don't know what's going on there, but you know. She's done some some good acting in the mm-hmm. past, but suddenly she just turns on, you know, like she flicks a button or something, says that she's a filmmaker. I don't get that. You know, that's a, that's a bit hard for me. To I kind of I don't I don't have anything to say on that, but yeah, yeah it is what it is. Um, yeah. done now. <sighs> so what else, babe? Well, um, I think Jimon Hunsu is an amazing actor. Like he played another Bosley that was like the field Bosley and the handler of the other lady. Um, when they get attacked and he gets killed, they kind of wasted him. So that I I think you wasted a lot of great talent. You wasted Jimon Hunsu. You wasted. Patrick oh, he was Stewart. in that Fast and Furious, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's a very good actor. Oh yes, the very I remember. first time I saw Jimon Hunsu was in Stargate. He played one of the Anubis gods for Ra. So mm-hmm. he had a bit part in that, like a non-speaking part, but he had a lot of presence. He's an ex-model turned actor, and he's another guy I respect because he really like has built his career up by staying natural to his strengths, and he's like really amazing in um, a few films that I've seen him in. Like um, he was amazing in Gladiator. He played one of the slaves who rebels with um, Russell Crowe's character. And um, he was also really good as the kind of mercenary hunter in the island. 
which is a Michael Bay film I like about cloning. So visually that film is really good and he's very good in it as this kind of like mercenary who chases after the products, you know, that the uh, agency has made for their clients. Going back to this film, I'm just trying to think of what and we went was blank. really good about it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like for Priya, it was really hard. Like she had forgotten See, most of the film, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I completely forgot because I saw the movie and I didn't like it and I forgot about it. And when we were about so to do this podcast, isn't it? Like, I had to read again and, and speak with Raina. <laughs> what was the movie again? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean like, what can oh, you to say? To be honest, Han, I mean, this movie is completely like telling like all men are shit. Sorry. Mm. But to be honest, there are women who are shit as well. Mm. But they there are people in this world, men and women, who are amazing as well. Yeah, we prove it sh- that. It, it should be, I don't know, something... It should I, be like the it Justice It shouldn't League. be so much, of, so much of negativity. It, yeah. it shouldn't be... It should be more like a positive action movie, fun comedy type. I mean, I... As a writer, I don't do that. I don't write the characters with that typical kind of stereotype. If I want the lead to be female, that she has everything in her character arc to make her overcome something, you know? Like, mm. you, as a writer, you need to put a person on a journey. So I've got, like, lots of different films and lots of different franchises where I've got strong female leads. Mm. But what I do is the way I write them is, is that I'm writing them in the mentality that I'm that person and I'm living that journey. So if you're writing the film with some kind of agenda in mind that you want to be political or you want to try to rewire some misogynistic people's brains, yeah, that's not going to happen. And you shouldn't even, you know, like, that's a futile attempt to try to teach someone to care about humans as equals you know this is something that's taught i have so many powerful women in my life you know i've got pre she's like my right arm my valkyrie you know she's here she gives me so much strength and as a man i can actually very honestly say that you know i can go through anything like take any kind of physical punishment but without someone there to care for me you know to have a life partner it's just sometimes the life isn't worth going through so I'm very grateful that I have her in my life I'm very grateful to be even born you know that my mom (laughs) carried me and basically nurtured me into the man I am today you know the filmmaker that I am today the person I am today is because my mom came every day you know like when I was bullied in school she would come and you know give me food and like you know take care of me and be there for me and basically help me you know get back up and say you know what, keep fighting, keep doing stuff. So I've got a lot of my mom's fire, you know, she's got like, you know, this kind of tiger, kind of lioness kind of will, you know, and she's an amazing person. And my sister is amazing too, because she's gone through so many things in her life, but she still powers through and she just, you know, like finished her degree and, you know, got really kind of like high marks and stuff. And this was coming from like, you know, she did interior design and she's coming from like her artistic background, but had to learn all of the things about, you know, like, measurements and styles and things like that so she never gave up definitely truly amazing and she did amazing stuff so i've got so many great um you know like powerful females in my family and great men as well great kind of male figures so it's a beautiful balance and i think that that's very important just remember the balance humanity is always about balance and striving to become more than we are 
So we progress humanity, we protect humanity, and, you know, it just keeps going. Yes. And we keep it going. And the world we are living, hun, we need both men and women, yeah? And both men and women are powerful in their own way, Absolutely. you know? And in, in this movie, if they want to portray the power of the woman, they can, but don't put down men. Mm. <laughs> don't use them as a kind of like yeah. a... Um, uh, you know, like, you're basically using them as a kind of trope. The film is a massive trope, you know? They, yeah. That would be the term I would use, where basically it's got a, an, an agenda I mean, yeah, that, I mean, in it, and I don't like that. that I mean, they can show the, the power of women, because this this is all about Charlie's angels, that the angels are the warrior angels, you know, they're powerful, they can portray that. Yeah. But don't put down the men down, because men are indeed equally powerful as well. But there are, and I don't don't take don't take me wrong, yeah. There are men and women who are shit. I've told before as well. Yeah. There are men and women who are really shit. Yeah. If they want to put it down, put it down together. Yeah. But if they want to portray something, focus on Charlie's angels, focus on the ladies' power. Fine, do it. But don't say like, okay, all men are shit. I'm like, no, they're not. I mean, it's like there are men who are shit, but there are men who are powerful, like you, Han. Mm. You are like a man with so much of talent, a powerful mind. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you being a unique human being in this world. I mean, people have to see your talent. It's freaking amazing. So, I I just don't like the fact, number one, mostly becoming the villain. Number two, like, putting down men. I mean, number three, if you want to focus on woman power, just do it. Yeah, and that's what makes me sad about this film. Like, if I had a crack at it... It would have been completely different. It would have been really well organized. There would have been a proper act structure. We know who's doing the stuff. The angels are sick. Charlie's still alive. You know, like they killed the original Charlie off. Whereas I would have said that the original Charlie retired and then his son took over. Who he named in Charlie. In this movie, or in fact, sorry to stop you, honey. In this movie, in fact, the them them showing the power of people, women from all over the world. That's nice. That was the best bit in the film. Yeah. That montage of all the women doing stuff, surfing, snowboarding, you know, like doing yeah. things, skateboarding, doing stuff. I mean, this clearly shows that it's equal, you know, every, it, the the peop, the woman from different country, it's not the exterior, it's the internal strength you have, you know. Yeah. The, the, the exterior, the the color, the cause, the creed, it doesn't define, it's the it's the human being, you know, you what we say humanity, right? Yeah. People really, forget that every strong man has come from a strong woman who's had to carry that man mm -hmm. you know so we're all a byproduct of this human nature you know our our bond so it's the nurture of a mother mm. that then forms the strong man yeah. so if we have strong mothers and strong fathers they build stronger humans so yes. this separation of people you know like this kind of this design to try and divide us culturally yeah. and also in relationships mm. i don't believe in this kind of stuff and i fight these kind of things i feel that as humans we need to band together and we need to kind of grow up and mature and learn we know what's going on in the planet we know what's going on in the world we we know economics is a mm. tool but we abuse things and we allow people who are insidious to like basically attempt to control us we should 
we should create a world to just nullify all the negative energy and only positive energy is there, which is going to be a bit difficult, but that's no harm in trying. <laughs> <laughs> one day. I mean, well, I one mean, day I mean it's just the negative energy, we need to cut them off, you know. It's, the world is such a beautiful place, and there are so many positive people out there as well, but because of this few negative people, it really pulls down the positive yeah. people as well. It's also because of greed, baby, when you look at it, like, it's greed. I mean, we created time and our time is then bought with money mm. and then money is basically you want more of it so that you can do more and control more and have power wealth and status well and then, everyone can have power yeah um. <laughs> i mean the way some people look at it is is that they won't even look at you you know like if you're a server or something and i i'm completely against this kind of philosophy everybody who's ever served me i will always thank them I'm always appreciative of yes. people who serve me food or mm. wait on me or they give me something or, you know, there's some kind of a clerk or, you know, a teller at a bank or something. They're providing me a service, mm. you know, like at like the Sainsbury's or the, you know, the shopping place I go to. And I always try to talk to them because to me, they're people. They're human beings. Yeah. And the other, the other thing that I really hate is, is that when a certain person has a certain car, or a certain wealth status, they look down upon you with what you have, you know, and, you know, I hate that, I hate that kind of, like, I'm just going to look down upon you because I might be of a higher level, you know, like, yeah. the situations I've been in where people have thought that they're very wealthy and, you know, basically they think I'm marching dimes or something, you know, like, I, I don't have, basically, where, where they are, so they just sort of, like, don't look at us in the same way and i don't look at people like that i mean uh, if you have an amazing car good for you ride it enjoy it feel it feel yeah. good you don't need to <laughs> tell, tell like other people like, oh, i'm the best I'm i like, see no. all these like you know second generation rich kids on instagram and stuff like that who just have money thrown at them from their very wealthy and affluent parents who may have earned their money from good things or may have earned their money from insidious things. You'll just never know what kind of secrets they have in their closets. But when you look at the kids, you can kind of tell which way they're leaning and, mm. and the kind of mentality that they have. So there's a lot of spoiled rich kids and people are, there's the massive kind of shift in people not making enough and struggling to just survive and people who have too much. Like mm. when it, when is... When is a billion too much? Like having billions, you know, like there's such a point in time where automatically you should just start returning it to humanity, you know, in humanitarian projects and stuff. Mm. There's really no need for one person to have like a quadrillion, you know, billions and billions of of money. What are you going to do with it? You're when just you an die, individual. what's going to happen? You're just going to have all your ears fight over it and create more sadness and more more thing why not just pump it back into communities yes pump it back into struggling to, to, areas to, to, to the to the society to the world make it a more beautiful place i really hope to do that one day i mean know? i mean we all we all live once we we are born once we die once we're definitely gonna die it's exactly. it's in our in in our <laughs> it's written in our life mm. i mean just one life but when we have the money invest in the world, so the later generation can enjoy it while they're living their life. Yeah. 
I mean, it, I it's... I mean, our it, oceans it, are getting kind of, like, bad, or yeah. stuff's getting bad, you know. Don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna try and... I'm not trying to basically, you know, be this kind of... Uh, earth kind of, you know, hippie type kind of person. <laughs> I love my freaking, you know, motorcycles, Game? <laughs> games, and, you know, Mustangs and gas guzzling machines and shit. So, you know, I'm not really kind of like, like how, how I would say, I, I would say that I try, you mm. know, I try as a human to do better, you know, um, one day I will. How about we bring the balance? Like yeah, we all we all get this at the same time, not hurt the mother earth. See, that would be cool. Like, like there's lots of things that I've sort of been trying to think about when I become more, like more. Uh, what I mean, like by more, if I have more resources, I'd make more initiatives to kind of like clean the ocean up, and you know, tools that just won't interfere with normal human. Um, you know, development. They're just tools and byproducts of what we do. If we're going to pollute, just build a tool that will clean it up. Mm-hmm. You know, so as soon as you've polluted, it's already been cleaned up. It's a laziness that we have as humans and a selfishness. <laughs> uh, sorry, but uh, I feel like this COVID, when everything got shut down, mm. I think the air became more cleaner. That's very true, and that's been proven. I think in a year, in 12, in, in, within the 12 months period, we should have one month of not using any of the factory stuff see that would be cool just i mean to, like an entire shutdown i think yeah, it would be nice just to clear if we just the air a sort of like a peace month sorry to clean the air what am i saying yeah. clear, clean the air clear the air is fine as well i mean basically what i'm thinking is is that if i was the government to try and basically fix infrastructure and and stuff you could just you just shut it down for a month for you a know, month and just whether that's economically possible is another know. thing. But um, they talk a lot about not having money. I remember, like you know, stuff people were chatting about, and suddenly we've got all this extra dough to bail out stuff. You know, so people are very interesting. Anyway, we're diverging from too much, from too much. Sorry, guys. Into other stuff, but that's the whole point of the, this podcast. It's my uh... podcast. You know, we can talk about whatever we like and review films and and do stuff. But I want you guys to know. That, you know why um, we got the impression that, but... I don't want to give you guys is that we're hypocrites. You know, we're trying to say peace, love, and then I'm freaking driving my motorcycle and fucking full speed down the the thing because I will. I lo- I love freaking <laughs> motorcycles and cars and going fast and stuff. Um, it doesn't matter, but I do help people and I do help. The Earth. That's the code of the Rep Knights. So the philosophy that I made and um, when I formed Rye Eye Productions was that then then the evolution of becoming the rep knights was is that we were going to stand for something we were not only going to make great films and movies and tv shows but i was going to get people to rally behind me you know so that we can change things you know change things for the better because humanity needs to be progress progressed and it needs to be protected you know and so we persevere and uh that's really important to me and i'll keep doing that till my dying day i want you guys to see my bigger films i want you guys to see my indie films i want you to see rogue legacy when it comes out because rogue legacy starts the ball going and house of rep is brilliant as well because it keeps my voice out there it helps me to basically process my thoughts and my um you know my view on the films and the filmmaking business my passion my life i love it and I love doing this. I love doing it with Z. I love doing it with Pre. You know, it's just a brilliant show. I, lo- I really love the show. And I love the way it's evolving. So House of Rep, 
you'll get to see Rogue Legacy. There'll be more films. Um, I've got lots of scripts that have been cooked up and, you know, we're just waiting for COVID to kind of loosen up a bit so we can get these products out, you know, like new videos, new stuff. And yeah, so going back to Charlie's Angels, Elizabeth Banks, it feels as though, you know, she's not trying to, she's trying to be a supportive character, kind of be this Tony Stark kind of figure um, for the franchise, but she ends up kind of overshadowing all the other actresses, which I don't like, so that's a problem. She should have just taken a step back, stayed behind the camera, she didn't have to actually be in the film and also direct it. I feel that that kind of hurt her creatively because she's worrying about her lines, she's worrying about, you know, like her timings and stuff with her character when she should have been concentrating on her shot placement and um, basically being in the film. You know, like, uh, no, sorry, not being in the film, making the film. So either be in the film or make the film. You know, I, I feel that it was a very important film for you. Um, you should have, you should have directed it. You know, you should have, should have had someone else, you know, be in the front. Like, you should have had a, a sort of like a day play contract or some kind of contract with one of veteran angels, one of the veteran actresses brought them back. Uh, you could have had Cameron or Lucy Liu, you know, play one of the older agents who's now a teacher. Patrick Stewart was wasted as Bosley, the Bosley character. Yeah, definitely. Evolving the Bosley character to become a code name, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that because then that explains Bernie Mac and Bill Murray's kind of continuity kind of thing because Bill Murray left the original Charlie's Angels because he just didn't want to come back and he had like slight fights with... Um, he had like an interesting dynamic with Lucy Liu where I think he was poking fun at her or something about her acting in a kind of fun way but then she took it the wrong way and they had like a bit of a spat and a fight but they've since made up and Lucy Liu is an amazing actress. Let me just make this clear. She's very, very, very good at acting. And also yes. on top of that, Bill Murray's a legend in comedy. So it was like a bit difficult for me to kind of like understand why they would have a problem with each other. And she's a phenomenal director now. So she's been directing, like, you know, episodes and Which other one? stuff, Lucy Liu. So she's been mm-hmm. moving into filmmaking. Um, I don't know. She's directed, like, episodes of Sherlock and... Not Sherlock, uh, Elementary, the show she's on and other things. So, nice. yeah, so it's good to see her her kind of career evolve. I, I really loved her in Charlie's Angels. She she's was an amazing so actress. good. I loved her in Lucky Number 11. If you've oh. ever seen that film, it's very good. And she's just a brilliant actress. Very she's amazing. Actress. I love her, man. Hopefully someday we can work with her. The first time I ever saw her was in Ali McBeal. This was a show I never really watched, but mm-hmm. my friend watched it and he was really tight into the show. But then I saw her and then I just was looking at her acting. And I thought, wow, this woman can really do stuff, you know, and it's really good. I'd love to work with her one day. She's a brilliant actress. Cameron Diaz is great, too. And oh, Drew Barrymore is awesome as well. She's funny. <laughs> Um, I think that they were all right. You know, they did a good job. And I still remember the dance at Charlie's Angels with Cameron. In the chair. Yeah, true. Uh, is it, I think it's Drew Barrymore who does it when she's in the chair. She no, does that all dance. three were dancing. Cameron Diaz started a dance and okay. then all two joined. That bit I can't remember. Oh. Yeah. I just remember Crispin Glover um, from uh, Back to the Future making his sort of subtle return in that franchise as that silent, weird assassin dude. Yeah, so he was a standout in that. I like, feel like watching the old Charlie's Angels again. We will. Again. We'll watch them again and then we'll do a retrospective house and wrap on that. No comment. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy was cool, right? That Which assassin, one? the Ed Hardy looking dude. Oh, yeah. Yes. He had all the kind of tattoos and that kind of, I don't know what that look is called. You know, that old school kind of uh, rockabilly, I guess it would be. Yeah. 
<coughs> excuse me. So, um, yeah, he was like, um, he was quite cool. The other guy, you know, the other British actor who played like that conglomerate dude who was buying the thing, um, you know, Sam Claffin, he played mm -hmm. like Alexander um, Brock or something, the guy who's making this electromagnetic um, AI thing. He just kind of was okay, but... Jonathan Tucker, who played the um, bad guy, um, oh, yes. you know, he played like the heavy. He was good in that. He was oh, yeah. Good. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Jonathan Tucker was definitely good in this movie when he acted like the, as a bad guy. Mm. I think he should be in another action movie again. Like yeah. not in, It would have like, been better if he actually played Bosley, like the young Bosley, <laughs> and he was like their guy who could actually fight. And then mm. there was a comedic element. The thing, the movie is missing that. You know, the original Bosley was funny. You know, he would play oh, yes. off the angels. Yeah. You know, so Bill Murray's character captured that in his Bosley. Bernie Mac captured that as Bosley too in the second one. Now, in the original series, Bosley was kind of like a married man who would kind of like, you know, be looking after his his angels. You know, he would look out for them and kind of play off of their, their kind of dynamics. So that's what this film should have had. That's what this film's lacking. Yeah. This film's pretty terrible. <laughs> you know, um, when I actually think about it, and from from a filmmaker's point of view, I'm really disappointed because I know Elizabeth Banks could have done better. Mm -hmm. I feel that this film was kind of made to keep people working, you know. Mm -hmm. So it that's another problem, and to have something out there which kind of irritates me because the if they had come to me and said, Ray, we've got seventy mil, yeah, we want to re-energize Charlie's Angels. What can you do? There's like 400 500 ideas i've got cooking even right now More i know i know a way of fixing this yeah. like i could fix this with a sequel if they are but i don't think they'll make anything i don't i don't think i think the franchise is dead for a bit or it's gonna go to sleep for a while i think what i'll have to do if i want to is bring this back to tv because it needs room to breathe i don't think charlie's angels really exists well in movie form i think that they should make it as a tv show again uh, but they've already tried, and it lasted for like a season before it was cancelled, so it needs a bit of a break. I think uh, we've got to put the franchise to sleep for a bit, and maybe do something new. Maybe yeah. a different warrior. I have another know. show that's uh, better than this, that I've written, that I'd like to get out, but I'm not going to talk about it much right now. Maybe in the future. Yeah, <laughs> one day you guys will see it, and I think you'll really love it. So, um, yeah, so... Uh, Kirsten Stewart, I don't know, I feel that she was wooden in the show. Oh, it just reminded um, me, Kirsten Stewart, like, it was only the first movie of Twilight that I liked the most. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. So. <laughs> oh, that bit, the jockey bit was stupid. That mission bit where she had to chase on the horse just to put the tracker. Are you telling me the guys in the car are not going to notice this woman chasing them on a the horse <laughs> and throwing the tracker onto their car? Because uh, <laughs> she made such an effort to like illegally ride the horse across the field and stuff, yeah. and, like no one's gonna notice that. I mean, I look in my mirrors all the time when I'm driving, and then I'm gonna notice this jockey lady's chasing me. Yeah, you know, and, the... and we're supposed to be some crack security team, yeah. and she missed the thing and this and that, and that was a bo really botchy mission, <laughs> you know, and that 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 bit, that bit was stupid. Mm, don't know what. What to are say. the stupid bits were in the film? Car chase was cool at the start with that machine gun uh, car in it. You know when she was doing. I the actually like that scene with the, the Jonathan Tucker and wh who was that lady again that 
fight kind of a scene that plus. Mm. Well, Ella Ella Belinsky's like getting saving Naomi's spot, right? Yeah, one of the scene. I mean, I was just like thinking about this this actor. He 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 was he, he was good, you mm. know, as a villain, but not like the movie movie. But as a villain, the way he acted, it was good. From sure. a technical perspective, the film was competently shot, though. So I Bill think Pope's from this movie, the actors that I really stand out is mm. uh, the Jonathan Tucker, and that actress, mm. uh, which I mixed up again. What was her name again? Ella Balinski. Yes. Something. Ella Balinski and Jonathan Tucker. Yeah. These two actors stand out for me. She's very good in this. And also, um, of course, Jimin Hunsu, anything he's in, oh, yes, he yes. shines. Yes. And Patrick Stewart, How can I forget? Oh, my God. How yeah. can I forget the two le- legendary actors? I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sorry, please excuse me. Sir I need Patrick to give him Stewart. his title, where he is a knight. Uh, yeah, and we are quiet. <laughs> just, I'm trying to think of what else to say. I mean, uh, this is a very interesting House of Rap episode because, like... Um, it's the first time I, I was, a, you know, well, not the first time, but it's like, with this episode and the last one, Old God, I was expecting more from these films. I was really expecting to, things to kind of stand out, you know, and, and really shine, and they're not doing that. These are not, these are not pushing the envelope with their budgets. Mm. But this film does a better job at spending 70 mil than Old God did. Oh, so you know? true, so true. Yeah, I mean, Totally agree. More gunplay, more... I'm just looking stuff. at the cast, honey, and mm. I don't remember where <clears> was <throat> Demi Moore. Was Demi Moore is just an archive footage. Oh. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, where... She's not in the film. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people are just, you know, like, sort of have cameos based on pictures and likenesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they shot this film in September 2008. That's when no. photography started. Was it A? Yeah. 15? Sorry, not 2008. So 2018. And then it came out in... Uh, what was it? What was the release date? No, they, they started development in 2015. Yeah, in 2015 they were developing it. That's true. Yeah. So they were developing the script and they opted to reboot it. But then principal photography started in 2018. And they shot in Germany and Turkey. So I think that kind of kept the budget... And checked. Yeah, it's received a lot of mixed reviews from critics as well in this film. Yeah, you should read the IMDb uh, reviews. They're quite hilarious. <laughs> like, people are just not happy with this film at all. And, you know, the little coda at the end when the original Angel came back. I can't remember which Angel she played that woman, but she played the new Charlie with a voice box. That was a little bit silly too. I don't really like that. What else did you like about the film? Um... <laughs> Is there anything that was good? Like anything stood out other than because we've already kind of like touched on who we like. I think we pretty much touched. Were there any kind of scene beats mm-hmm. you like, like any fighting yeah. scenes? And stuff? I I think we pretty much touch whatever we want to say, hon. Do you think that the gunplay was good? The action scenes were set up good. Don't not you don't like it? I thought the start <laughs> bit was the only bit that really kind of stood out, right? Fighting and choreography wise. Yeah. Yeah. The fighting was a lot better in the original films of the martial arts because the girls did a lot of kung fu and fighting. And I know string assisted and very kind of, you know, chow, um, crouching tiger, hidden dragon style. Mm. But the martial arts style of the original film with its over the top kind of kicks and things was a lot different to this one. This one had a lot of guns in it. 
was trying to be like a sort of like a spy kind of international thing. So, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, so I'm running out of things to say with this thing. So we should just wrap up this podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening to this. Sorry, guys, right. to keep dragging you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're no, just trying. Mean... We're just trying our best to make it more entertaining and appealing. But <laughs> we don't know what more to say. <laughs> There's really not much to say other than basically, you know. This film sucks bad. Thank you if you're still listening until now. <laughs> that means a lot to us. Definitely. I mean, uh, it's great like that you guys are still listening. I mean, uh, this is like a pretty, pretty, pretty bad film. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my shield now, so it gets uh, one shield. <laughs> That's it. I, I was gonna get three at the start when uh, Patrick Stewart was in it and stuff when I was when I was watching it and I was gonna get more Sir and then Patrick it, Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart, sorry, <laughs> please excuse me. And then it went back. You know, it went back down to a mm. one and one is like like low. This film is like avoid. I would say avoid watching this film if you don't you're not gonna be happy with seeing it. Baby, what do you think? What's your rating for this film? <laughs> Okay, um, 1.5. 1.5. <laughs> give it a little bit more. Well, aggregated is 1. Because there are some good actors there. Yeah. Some good actors which I would but like even to... even they can't save it. That's the thing. Huh? They couldn't save the film, you know? Yeah, but I want to see them in some other action movie, though. Yeah. Definitely. I mean... I definitely like, as I mentioned, this Ella and Jonathan, they really stand out. And of course, our le- legendary actors like, you know, Sir Patrick, you know, Jimon. Um, uh, mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So that, that that's all, I guess. Brilliant. So, yeah, let's wrap up this House of Rep. Thanks for listening, guys, for another great episode of Thor. I'm your host, Ray Jandua, filmmaker and. Uh, all-round badass rep knight and i'm with my badass valkyrie pre who's the light of the rep knights and uh, thank you pre for joining me on this podcast thank you and, and thank we'll, you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode see ya see ya guys bye